Hey guys, it's Trisha Carr. I have new exciting things going on with my Mystic Arts Academy. You can now subscribe to receive all of the live monthly content for about a third of the investment of a single class. Included are at least one downloadable guided meditation per month, two live events ranging from classes, channeled messages, group readings, intuitive development guidance, Q&A sessions, and tons of community. You'll also have access to a private Facebook community for fellowship and support, and this space is kept super sacred and high vibrational. Your subscription gives you access to the whole library of classes and live events, which are on a vast array of topics. All events are offered online by Zoom video call, and many are also offered live in person at my studio here in Los Angeles. Subscribing to the Mystic Arts Academy is also a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and engage on a deeper level. I'm offering the subscription at a super low rate of $22 a month. Joining now locks in this rate for as long as you're subscribed. Click on the description of this episode or go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, and click on Mystic Arts Academy. I look forward to connecting. Hey everyone, it's Trisha Carr. Welcome to this mini episode of Charmed Life and the 11th phase, 11th day in our 29 days of lunar phase. I hope this episode is going to be pretty fun for you who are listening. This one is about cats. Well, it's about animals in general, I guess. So I had an idea about, well, maybe one of my cats had the idea. I really think that my kitty Delilah had this idea and subconsciously transmitted it to me. (laughs) My idea was, well, you know what? Humans aren't the only ones who are engaged with the lunar cycle, and humans aren't the only ones of this planet who create their reality and manifest. As a matter of fact, every single thing does, because that's just what energy does. And so I thought, well, I'm going to talk to my cats about how they relate to manifesting and synchronizing with the lunar phase and what they feel about the moon in general. Okay, so in case you're new to me and my channel and podcast and the work that I do, I am an intuitive, I'm a medium, and I'm an animal communicator. I'm a spiritual teacher overall. And I'm an animal communicator, and that means that I telepathically communicate with animals, and not only animals, but with nature, because everything is energy and Where there is energy, there is information, which means you can relate to it and exchange information or have a telepathic exchange. Now, animals, especially ones who live in our family, have a lot to communicate to us. As a matter of fact, if you have animals in your family, you are communicating with them all the time. They are so a part of your being that the communication feels very much like your own. So even for me, for myself, who's an animal communicator, I know I'm always communicating with them. It's so fluid in the way that, you know, I'm connecting with my arms. It's just a part of me. But if I want to get a specific answer, then I kind of deepen my focus in a in a different way than it is walking around. And I can ask them specific questions. And, you know, it, it, maybe it's it's the subtle conversation is going on all the time and I'm quite aware of it. I know how my cats and birds are thinking and feeling it all all the time, and they know how I am feeling and thinking as well. But I decided to take this kind of unusual conversation to them and see if I could get their specific point of view. 
And I think I'm probably going to take this to ask uh, some parts of nature too. I only worked with my cats for this, my four of my six cats, the ones who live inside with me. And I uh, didn't take it to my birds. I have five beautiful parakeets, so wonderful. But I just decided to work with the kitty cats this time. So buckle up, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be pretty short, but it's going to be fun. Now, I'll tell you, the way the messages come through with animals, sometimes it is really varied. It can be like speech. It is feeling. It can be pictures and short movies and essentially just the knowing, like just essentially like any other kind of spiritual or non-physical communication. And usually when I enter into an animal communication session, if it is with um, a group of animals, a family of animals, if it's someone who hires me and they have two dogs and a cat or something like that, it tends to, for the most part, I'd say 90% of the time, the elder animal is the one who begins the conversation. But it's not always that way. Sometimes it's just the animal who is a bit more of a leader or one who wants to be a leader in that particular moment. In this particular session, as I felt into my little animal clan, my Delilah came forward first as wanting to communicate on this subject. And she is actually the youngest of the four kitties. And she's also the only girl. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if she's got a little more divine feminine. <laughs> and she she actually really does. She is kind of a feminine cat. But that is a, a femininity that is akin to the lioness of God, like Archangel Ariel. She's feminine, but she's not shy and she is not weak. She is a very strong-willed little girl. So I'm going to read to you what I pulled through as I connected with each of them and just asked for their their interpretation or their perspective on how individually they work with the moon and the lunar cycle. And so again, I started with Delilah, which is, like I say, probably the one who gave me the idea, although I didn't realize it directly. Because when I first tapped in with her or tapped in with all of them and she came forward first, she the first thing she said to me was like, oh, finally, I was telling you this morning that it was time for us to talk. And what she was indicating was when I was leaving the house to come into work to the studio, that she was kind of crying and, you know, and like begging me. And we'd already spent some, we have special time every morning. We have, you know, lots of scratches and she meditates with me every morning. And so I'm like, well, okay, but I have to leave. You already got your special time, like an hour of it. And she was still like just telling me, come here, come here, come here. But I went ahead and, and went to the studio, you know, went to work. And then so when I tapped in with her, she was like, yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. I wanted to talk to you now. And, uh, but you know, I didn't even ha- had, hadn't been conscious of the idea yet. So my little Delilah, I asked her, I posed the question to her this way. I said, how do you connect with the moon energy? And my Delilah replied, the moon connects to me. And what's kind of funny about this is she was sort of correcting me in the way I presented the question. That's how I said it in my mind, the question, how do you connect to the moon energy? And I think it's probably a very human way to approach this topic. And she is this pretty common, actually, when I, I talk to her, that she has been known to correct me <laughs> in how I ask her questions or present things or just, you know, how I'm perceiving something. She's like, yeah, no, let me tell you how it really is. And 
as I said, you know, how do you connect with the moon? She gave me that. I heard that the moon connects with me. And she gave me this picture of lunar energy, which as a picture came as like moonlight, conducting down from the source, the moon, and moving into her energy as a creative force, something that is co-creating with her. So she corrected me in the way that I presented it and showed me that the moon actually offers guidance. And she showed me how her body and emotional energy is created and supported by the moon. Co-created, it's one of the important sources. This is what she was saying. And as I say, her emotional energy and her body, we know that the moon and the tides of the ocean, the moon and water, are intrinsically linked. And I had the sense as she showed me this picture of that fundamental experience of the body being so much water and that the moon is directly correlated with that. And then just on the energetic level as well, with the emotional energy, which we know water to be associated with metaphorically or symbolically, but Delilah was telling me, literally. And so I asked Delilah, and what about right now, this particular phase of the moon this day? And, you know, we are now in the the gibbous moon. We're heading toward the full moon. We're in this swelling, this expanding part of the cycle. And my Delilah answered me that it is exciting. I want to play and cuddle. And the energy beneath playing and cuddling, which, you know, she does all the time want to play and cuddle, but there is kind of an extra charge to it right now. And the way this charge what it feels like is that this is a time of momentum and this momentum is exciting and invigorating and wants expression and it also needs to be balanced with rest because it's also a time of release and recharge. So that's what my Delilah had to say and next as I felt into my brood, my Barnabas came forward and my Barnabas is the eldest. He is the older brother and not only in years but in the way that he holds his place in our family. He is very much the big brother. He is such a caretaker. And he's a he's a black cat with just a little tuft of white under his on his breast like where the collar would be. He's like my little vampire priest cuz he's got these big long teeth and his little spot where his priest collar is and he's just amazing. He's so athletic and we say that he's the best person in the world because he's so kind. And, and so capable of so much. He's like, he's like a ninja. <laughs> and he restrains himself to such gentility. It's just something you can see in him, something you can feel about him. And so I posed the question to Barnabas, less in the more, less of the constructed way that I did with Delilah. I kind of just pulled the moon forward and said, what do you say? <laughs> so as to not, <laughs> as to not give any, you know, so pre-directed instruction about what it was. I wanted to leave it a more open-ended, let's say that. And so Barnabas answered, my soul works with earth and primal energy. I am an overseer, so I receive and filter the energy of the moon and monitor the landscape and community. And as he was explaining this, the pictures, the movie that I got, were really of him as more like a panther or puma, some kind of large cat, just to illustrate the energy. And if 
that kind of large cat were surveilling an area of the of nature of of you know where all of the community was all the different animals and the nature and that this animal would be up surveilling and walking around and as he said the watcher but also the one who is send like an energy healer and a transmitter bringing in that energy changing it and then sending it to the whole community as well as the landscape meaning the ecosystem the earth and all that was in the area that he oversees he's one who surrounds that area and then manages the energy he also told me that he has been helping me move through all these energies that have sort of been kicked up during this this project that I'm doing of the lunar phasing. He said, with my indicated, showed me, gave me this feeling of my conscious application of this lunar phasing has really got me in touch with my being in a way that things are kicking up. So things that are like, if there's anxiety or anything that needs is wanting release, he has been managing that with me. He was very aware of it. And he has actually been waking me up some early mornings because he wants me to break out of something that I was doing in my sleep or change directions. Yeah, he's been transmuting that energy too. He's been transmuting it as I'm releasing it. And then, like I say, waking me up or even while I'm awake, changing my attention to point it to the energy that wants to be moved through. And it's really happened a lot on a soul and subconscious level, but it's also happened on a physical level. He's been wanting to be next to me, sit on my lap, and take care of me. And he's also working with my husband in these ways. So that's what my Barnabas said. And the next one who came forward is my kitty, Konkan. And Konkan is actually next in the age order. It actually goes Barnabas, Konkan, Franzi, and Delilah. So Khan, Khan Khan is the newest member to our family, uh, well, our cat family at least. He is seven years old. Is that right? I mean, I'm counting. He was born in 12. Yeah, he's seven. He's seven years old. And he's only been with us about a year and a half. So he's he was rehomed from someone else's family. And he is a purebred Russian blue. So he is quite handsome, quite the dazzler. Um, he's really refined and also really, really silly. He's really a wonderful baby. And so I connected with Kankan and asked him about this moon connection. Kankan answered, I work with the sun for part of the day and the moon for part of the time while you are sleeping. So he didn't say part of the night. He said part of the time that you are sleeping because... We don't necessarily sleep at night. You know, I go to bed sometimes at 10 p.m., sometimes at 11, and the sun's been down for hours in the wintertime, and that's how it is now. And then I wake up between 6 and 7, and I think the sun is already rising. So to him, it's not night. <laughs> it's just the time that I'm sleeping. And so he was indicating that he has an equal duty. The way that he works is both with the the sun for part, and the moon for part. So he, it was important for him. I'm sure the others also work with the sun, but the sun must be very important in his purpose and how he uses his energy and executes his duties and his life purpose. He went on to say, I walk through the house to level the emotions and thoughts 
that you and daddy expel at night. And so he told me this in relation to working with the moon while part of the time you are sleeping. And he does this in early morning hours. It seems to be sometime between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. Definitely by 5 a.m. he's probably back and tucked away, maybe snuggling one of us. And so he's walking around the house. And I've, I've seen this. I've seen that if the door gets closed of our bedroom and he's in there, he wakes me up and says, you have to open the door because I have to go do my thing. And so I've never really asked him directly, but apparently he does that because he's working with the moon. And his, the way he's working with the moon is he is taking the, all of the energy, the emotions and the thoughts that we have expelled. And it's kind of like a cleanup, but it's a transmutation, but it's really more of a weaving together and harmonizing is, is the feeling that he, he gives me, what I kind of feel about his surveilling and walking around inside. And what's interesting, because Barnabas actually gave me this surveilling thing, but it's more like a, a much more expanded, Concon's talking about physically in our home. He says, also... I co-mingle my scent in the early morning after journeys have been made so that we can live in harmony. And so he's just talking about this early morning walk still. It's on an energetic level, but it's also on a physical level. He co-mingles his own scent and all of the scents and the things, and he's actually explaining to me that the emotions... And the thoughts have an aroma or an odor, (laughs) I suppose, that he picks up, he can detect. And And so he actually is physically working to make all of these pieces come together. And when he said after journeys have been made, he's indicating journeys that happen in the first two-thirds of the night, meaning the sleep and the dreams that we have. And those tend to be the times that we are so identified with our astral body that we don't remember those as well as we remember the early morning dreams. So he does all of this before the early morning dreams where there could be venting or other things that we are have more of a tendency to remember. He does it while we're you know, still before we are are toward the end or just having done those deep soul excursions where we disidentify from the 3D almost entirely and we're spending time communing with our spirit guides, communing with our higher selves, receiving downloads and activations. He's like, after all of that has been done, there's a kind of reset. And then I go and do this duty so that we can live in harmony. And I'm like, Wow. And apparently, this is something he does in cooperation with the moon. Finally, my Franzi. So my Franzi Kitty, if you don't know, is has made himself famous. He about, let's see, when was it? It was in 2014. My Franzi got a viral video. And now you may have seen it, even if you don't know this about me or my Franzi, because it's actually if you go on Giphy or some kind of gift maker, even maybe the one on your phone, and you put in cat hug or spaceship, my Franzi might actually show up. (laughs) So he is famous for a video that I put up because he just does this amazing thing. The video is called Best Kitty Hug Ever. So he stands up on his hind legs and reaches his little hands up to you and asks you to pick him up. So he's very gregarious. He is a star and he's kind of like an eternal baby too. Whereas my Barnabas is uh, the big brother. Franzi is the eternal baby, but he is an energy. My Franzi, they're all energy healers, but my Franzi is a very intentional energy healer and he works in the heart energy. 
so beautifully. And so I asked my Franzi about the relationship with the moon. Franzi said, my song, my songs are connected with the tides, meaning the waters. And I have in parentheses when he said song, he means like purr, his purrs. My songs are connected with the tides. His purr, the way that he expresses himself that way, is connected with the water and therefore the moon and the flow and the ebbs and flows of the moon and emotional energy. There was just so many layers that are to the subtext that is involved in just his saying, my songs are connected with the tides. He says, I send them his songs. I send my songs to your hearts. My song moves with the flow of what we are creating and what I receive. And I receive the guidance from the moon. I call you into me so that this work can be done. And this, I call you into me, is him showing me that he will do little things like he'll, you know, drop down in front of you and flirt, and, you know, kind of squirrel around asking you to pet him, asking you to come see him. Sometimes he will just like call out to you. And then, of course, he'll just come and like take a seat on you or he'll purr toward us. And what he's saying is, I, I want you to come into my energy, into my aura so that this work can be done of me sending my song and the communication and the, the energy healing from the moon to your hearts. And he does this a lot with his purrs, or as he calls them, his song. He says, the flow of what we are creating, all of us together, all of us as a family in our home, and all of us in the whole universe. So that's my little Franzi. He does seem like he's a little bit of a self-centered guy, but truly, he's quite a profound little energy healer. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing what some cats have to say about working with the lunar phase, and I hope that some of what they said was inspiring to you. And stay tuned for Charmed Life, the full episodes, because I'm going to do an episode about animal communication and manifestation, how these two can be utilized together, how animal communication can be used in your manifestation process. And so that does it for Phase 11 in our 29 days of phase and our gibbous moon heading to our full moon. I'll connect with you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Hey everyone, it's Trisha Carr. I'm really excited because it is the time of the year for me to offer my Animal Communication Comprehensive Program live online. Whether you are interested in the profession or if you would like to connect more deeply with your own animal family members, having an understanding of this form of telepathy will enhance your life and all of your other intuitive gifts. About once per year, I offer this program live, and that time is now. It is starting in December of 20. 
2019, and this particular live program has some bonus time added in. So the way this program works is it is delivered live online, and we also have a private study group of a beautiful community of like-hearted animal and nature lovers. Go ahead and check it out. The link is in the description, and I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for your love of animals, for your love of our planet, and for shining your light on our beautiful world.